Recorded live. Hi, everyone. Welcome to this February 25th, 2016 edition of the Everything is Energy show. This is your host, Judy Greeno, here to talk about the AIM program of energetic balancing with its developer, Stephen Lewis. Stephen is also the co-author of Sanctuary, the Path to Consciousness, which chronicles the decades of work and history that preceded the launch of AIM in 1999. Since then, the program has greatly expanded, and we're here each week to attempt to keep you up to date on Stephen's continuous research on anything and everything possible <laughs> to, to further support our self-healing and strengthen our well-being. He's making me laugh in the middle of my intro. Anyway, to learn more about AIM and all three of the founders of EMC Squared, please consult your facilitator and their website or aimprogram.com. As we begin, we want to remind our listeners that AIM Energetic Balancing is not medicine or what we tend to think of as traditional health care. It does not diagnose, treat, prevent, or cure disease. EMC Squared's holographic spiritual technology helps you heal energetic imbalances in consciousness where everything is created and where all true healing occurs. Only you can heal you. AIM assists you in doing so 24-7. Imbalances in consciousness are what EMC Squared believes to be the predispositions or potentials for eventual negative manifestation unless healed by you. Once healed from your consciousness, hereditary imbalances are gone for good. They don't return and they cannot be passed on to offspring. When discussing frequency components of newly revealed imbalances, as we will be doing this morning, we remind you that while these components may have names that are the same as or that are similar to names of diseases, we work with and are talking about energetic imbalances only, not about actual diseases. And finally, as Stephen does not perform any physical tests of any kind, he cannot and does not confirm or dispute any medical diagnosis. Good morning, Mr. Lewis. I always enjoy it when I get to make you laugh because you sure keep us entertained. <laughs> I, was, I was glancing at power versus force uh, yesterday. Oh! And uh, Which is one of my favorite books, as you know. Yep, same here. And the more you read it, the more you realize what a masterpiece it is. Yeah. Uh-huh. And it, it just, it's just, it's hard not to think of, you know, we view life as solid stuff, yep. real. And yet, yet, there is absolutely, by the way, that noise is there. And yet, there is absolutely nothing about our lives that is not simply energy shaped and formed and determined by consciousness. And you can't, once again, you know, you can't say anything about energy. You just can't because it exists, but it might as well not exist without consciousness. Because just as much as you are energy and I am energy and your elbow and your nose are energy and the table in front of you is energy, just as much as they are energy, the space between your nose and the table is energy and the vast space over the ocean is as much energy as the ocean is energy and there's nothing to say about energy other than it is. And 
Everything we can talk about, therefore, is determined by the impact of consciousness. It, it's just like we can speak about an avalanche of snow in the mountains. We can speak about the snow in our driveway, and every flake is totally different. But you know what? They're nothing but snowflakes. And that is remarkable in and of itself. And this sounds very much like uh, New Age mysticism. It sounds like all the stuff that all the real practical people would call the, the musing or the babbling of a tree hugger except for one little thing. It is considered axiomatic by our our betters, our idols, by the world of quantum physics, quantum mechanics. Fundamentally true. What the hell is that noise? Do you have any idea? I'm, uh, Stephen, I'm not hearing anything. Amazing. What are you hearing? It's incredibly loud uh, buzz, static. Eileen, can you help me? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not hearing anything, Stephen. I don't know what what it could be. Uh, first of all, Eileen, turn off that phone and see what happens. Turn it off. Stopped. Better? Oh, it's gone. Okay. It's my Skype phone. Ah. Okay. That's what the noise is. Okay. I didn't use your cell phone, please. Okay. Yeah, oh, that's fine now. Are you there? Okay. Yep, I'm here. All right, well, fine. So... Anyway, um, that's the thought that occurred to me when I was looking at the essence of consciousness in David Hawkins' book, Power Versus Force. Mm-hmm. One of the most pivotal, dynamic, fundamental books I have ever read. And between Power Versus Force and the Holographic Universe, a revolution. There it is. And if you read it and don't realize this is the most revolutionary thing ever written, as far as I'm concerned, you're an idiot. Did you just turn your cell phone on? Same thing happened. Eileen? That's weird. So it's here in this house. Huh, that's that's odd, Stephen, that a cell phone is impacting what you're hearing on your landline. Huh. I just think it's frequencies that are incompatible together. Hmm. So try, I mean, I hate to do this with radios, but try using that extension. Well, it doesn't matter if we had it before or not. We have it now. 
That's better. Clear. Uh, so the, the problem in this house is finally I've gotten to the bottom of it. Well, but there I you go. This, <laughs> we're well, glad we could be of help. <laughs> I've taken this phone in, mm-hmm. phone people, and had them check it. They say it's fine. And then I come back here and use it, and it's not. It's when Eileen calls in that number on either her cell phone or Skype. So That's weird. It's not fine. There is not enough shielding the line. Mm-hmm. That's right. So anyway, enough of that. Okay. So what we were saying, talking about power versus force, this is what could be more evolutionary. We are the creation of our consciousness. And, you know, you can call things unconscious, but still they create things, just negative things. Mm-hmm. So it's not a question of conscious or not. It's a question of something different. A question of does your consciousness, is it in your control enough to create life as you want it to be, as you need it to be? Or is it out of your control and just randomly creating a bunch of crap which you have to live? I mean, no matter how you cut it, your life is your creation. That's mm-hmm. shocking and scary, I think, don't you? Yeah, I, I think and that I think that's a, a scary concept to some people anyway who may be researching the AIM program and, and take a look at, at the EMC squared tenants. Um yeah, it's scary. I did this. <laughs> I'm doing this. I chose my parents, really? Well, I'll tell you this, more people than not when presented with the AIM program reject it and I think most of them don't even know why. It just it yeah. goes against everything they've been taught, everything they've learned in their mm-hmm. lives. I yeah. know when I went back to Philadelphia and I spoke to my friends, the guys I grew up with, the ones who are still alive and weren't in jail and like that, you know. Uh <laughs> I didn't grow up in an exact garden. Um out of, let's say, 10 or 15, only one heard it, recognized it, said thank you, and he's still on him. And most of those around him now have died. I mean, at 77, 78, it doesn't mm-hmm. seem that old to me now. There's a time in my life I thought it was ancient. Mm-hmm. But suddenly it doesn't seem that old. However, most of them are gone. Yeah. My closest friend in the world is moving up here in the Pacific Northwest where I am because he can't stand L.A. another minute, although... He's made his living as a director and screenwriter in L.A., but 
a very true. It doesn't have to be in L.A. to do that. That's not necessary at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's very devoted to his mother, and he's moving up here with his mother. He bought a house up here, and uh, he's moving up here because the last of her friends, she's 95 now, the last of her friends transitioned. Yeah. She has nothing really to keep her there. And her son persuaded her it's much better here than in L.A., um, as L.A. is right now. And I agree. You know, I know if you live in L.A., you're not going to like this. But when I lived in that, when I moved to L.A., I thought it was a relative, wonderful place. And little by little, I saw the machines kind of take over. And little by little, I saw those who had enough money to shield them from the big machine. Um, they were doing fine, and everyone else was little by little moving, living in a war zone. But now, you know, it's uh, the war zone, let's without belaboring it too much, has expanded enormously. As mm-hmm. Mhm. There's yep. that noise again. I wonder what Eileen did. If it's Eileen. You know, you know, Stephen. Getting back to power versus force, uh, we have on the facilitator sites. We have a little section there about the the sanctuary book, and we pulled a bunch of quotes out of the book. And at the end of it, I tacked on a few direct quotes from power versus force. I'm just going to, if I might, I've just opened that uh, page. And wanted to read something. It kind of ties into what we were just talking about, about you know how we're looking at things and self responsibility. This is from this is from page 220 in Power Versus Force, and he wrote, "In spontaneous recovery, there's frequently a marked increase in the capacity to love and the awareness of the importance of love as a healing factor." Numerous best-selling books have told us that to love is to live health healthily, but but love of our fellow man can ensue only when we stop condemning, fearing, and hating each other. Such radical change, however, can be disorienting. The courage to endure the temporary discomfort of growth is required, and the mind tends to resist change as a matter of pride. Recovery from any disease process is dependent on willingness to explore new ways of looking at oneself and life, which includes the capacity to endure inner fears when belief systems are shaken. I always, I, there's so much, that's another one of those books, Stephen, it's like sanctuary. You, 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 you get even deeper me, meaning of something the more you re- go back and pick the book up and read it. Well, I don't even know if I would put sanctuary next to power versus force or the holographic <laughs> universe. Um, well. No, but it was a very modest little book I wrote. Yep. Uh, with Evan to try and try and explain something about what we were doing. Yeah. I come from the field of uh, quantum mechanics, whatever that is. And uh, I think, in a way, I did explain a great deal about mm-hmm. it. Yeah. It didn't matter. What I didn't understand. 
still don't to some extent, is what you just read. People inherently distrusted, fearing, mm-hmm. and rejected. Yeah. You know, I mean, I know a guy I grew up with, uh, God rest his soul, and I checked his picture. I got his picture when I went back to Philadelphia. He was always kind of like, not the butt of anything, but we spoke about it kindly. Louis, I shouldn't even, uh, this guy would only cross the street at corners and and on and on and on. And he was not very coordinated. When I looked at him, I saw he had MS. This is his way of protecting himself. And hmm. with him, and just as well as the other guys, I offered it to them. Hey, listen, you know what? And I explained it. We, we all sat at a hotel suite. I invited them all up. They all came up. They all knew me. They all knew me well. They were the guys. And, uh, I explained it. And I'm pretty articulate, really. And out of all of them, only one said, yes, this is really what I need. This is the answer. Hmm. Isn't that remarkable? Yeah, indeed. Right. And it was free. <laughs> I mean, yeah. what mm-hmm. were they going to give up? A photograph? I have yeah. their pictures anyway. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. This is just fear of the unknown, fear of the strange, unwillingness to leave the comfort zone. And these guys were, at one point in time, it was our crowd. We were like the rebels in Philadelphia, uh, well known as such. You know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, but still, that unknown. Yep. Scared the hell out of them. Indeed. Wow. Now, getting back to real solid stuff. (laughs) (laughs) There we go. Getting back to real solid stuff. Everything is everything is consciousness. (laughs) Everything is energy shaped by consciousness. Getting back to the real solid stuff. (laughs) As of not long ago. Frequency 89.23 left. Um, that is the last of every... Fr- left me and Eileen and probably everybody because it went on on... What's today? Well, it went on, on Tuesday. It went on Tuesday, the 23rd. This was a, a hereditary imbalance, right. folks, that we'll be talking about yeah, today. It, it went on the 23rd. It was expectedly quick because mm-hmm. it was part of a three-part imbalance. Okay. Well, let's tell who imbalances were like a TV series, right? Episode one, two, and three. But if I look at the numbers, they were all the same thing. And there was a lot of overlap in what they were like, but just it was the most difficult thing imaginable um, in terms of imbalances. And whenever uh, I thought it was all gone, suddenly it would rise up 
uh, this past night, it was okay. The night before that, I woke up at 2 o'clock and didn't go back to sleep. I was just kind of writhing in pain. Uh, and I learned how to, with breathing, take that pain and bring it down further, further, further into the base of my colon, and then it would stop the rest of my, my then my body didn't feel it. I had learned that much. So, but it's it's gone. Uh, when I looked, there was no uh, pathogen not in the database. When I looked, there was no hereditary uh, anything that was not already on AIM. There was no active anything not already on AIM. Now, granted, this thing only exists to make me look like an idiot, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and which I'm used to. You know, I could simply use my nickname. Either Steve the, I used it as a kid. I was Steve the G. Okay. Uh, you understand what G stands for. I'm. I've reached a point where it's Steve the I, the idiot. <laughs> yep, knew that was coming. <laughs> well, yeah, because you know, but each time I'm fooled, I will not be fooled that same way again. I mm-hmm. figure out what this creepy stuff did to fool me. And by the way, I see it as once again absolutely conscious. Right. We are just snowflakes. It's a snowflake. And it's absolutely conscious. I see what it did and I figure out how I can stop it from doing that again. That becomes part of the aim program. Why don't before we get into huge compared to what it used to be, by the way. Say that again. Compared to what it was originally, the AIM program is now huge. Oh yeah, that's why I say I say we attempt to keep you up to date. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely huge compared to yeah, compared to when you first forget, launched. Pardon me. Just, just people tend to forget that I am no less than them living in the moment dynamically and I am subject to whatever I am subject to. Mm-hmm. I feel what I have to feel. Right. Sometimes to an extent where, you know, I can't do the exploration I'd like to do because you know, I'm sneezing, coughing, or this or that, or whatever. Because I'm you know, we're all in this together. We are the same. We're all one. We are snowflakes. So that's the beginning of whatever thoughts I have this morning. Okay. What do you got? Well, I was going to say, why don't we, so, so we can better explain what you're talking about with the with the three frequencies. Let's start, let's go back and start w- with, um, the, with the last hereditary imbalance we talked about last Thursday was 8942, which was the malignancy frequency. And then late in the day, on the 18th, later in the day, an, another hereditary frequency was revealed and added to the database. And then two on Monday the 22nd, and the third one you were talking about on 
Tuesday the 23rd. So we have a total of four hereditary frequencies we haven't discussed with this audience yet. So let's let's well, start with that. Let's do so. So the first one we have is um, after 89.42, we have 89.52, which had many signs of possibly being the last frequency. And we know now it wasn't. Mm-hmm. But anyway, it was Rickettsial. Uh They were all Rickettsial, all four of these. And 89.52 was, first of all, most similar to tularemia. Tularemia basically provides the symptoms, some symptoms that are almost fundamental to being old, being a geriatric. Urinary frequency, urinary urgency, and stiff legs and back, and you suddenly move as if you're old, and it can happen in a day. Uh, so there it is. Uh, etiologically, tularemia comes from being bitten by an insect. And just as a little aside, uh, I've often read about this is caused by fleas and this is caused by this or that. I have found that there are a number of insects that can carry diseases other insects carry, and it's really just, you know. Spiders can carry almost anything. The only yeah, thing I haven't seen that spiders, the only thing I've seen that spiders do not carry is cystic fibrosis. And hmm. cystic fibrosis is not carried by any of the great uh, threatening insects. It's carried by biting ants. Oh, really? Okay. Oh, yes. Huh, that's interesting. Yeah, no, it's... Uh, it's most things are not bug specific, but cystic fibrosis is, and it's ants, huh? Right. Well, I never liked ants, but I never liked any bugs. So it matter. <laughs> no, I was never too fond of ants either. <laughs> right, but ants, especially red ones. So anyway, um, it's like tularemia, and it's also like a companion piece, which is very similar to it, mm-hmm. and that is polio. <laughs> Yeah, those and, those uh, those two frequencies have shown up. Those frequency components, I I should correctly say, have sure shown up in a lot of hereditary imbalances in the last two three years. Well, polio uh, is a disease that's fundamentally in the anterior horn cells of the spine, and it goes to muscles. It goes to any damn muscle it pleases wherever it is. Usually we think of it in the legs and low back, and polio as such is is crippling. But we forget now that polio is commonly in the lungs. That's why it isn't. The iron lung was used to breathe for people because their diaphragms, which is a big muscle, stopped functioning. If your diaphragm doesn't work, you're not going to breathe. That's the iron lung. So there we have tularemia and polio, and the third component, 3952, was Borrelia anserina. Itching, 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 itching. And it's a different kind of itching. Often it's like 
you're sitting there, and suddenly there's a spot somewhere on you that goes wham. And you just, you're not going to think of it. You're going to scratch. Mm-hmm. Forget that. You're going to scratch. Um, so that's what 8952 is, and is obviously long gone. Yeah, that went on the that went on Thursday the 18th. So anybody on AIM long enough who had that uh, has likely detoxed it at this point, right? Absolutely. So now we then have what comes into a three-part, and I didn't know it, but I found them consecutively, one and then several days later, the other, then the other, a three-part imbalance. Never has happened before. Never. Never had a two-part imbalance. As far as I know, this is one after the other, all with the exact same frequency. Now, the first one was 89.62. That's a number I use to show where it's stored in the program. It has no great mystical meaning, although everyone seems to try and give it some mystical, you know, own it, but it doesn't. There is a frequency for it, which I do not divulge, and that does have great meaning to me and the game program. Well, that 89.62, I knew right away I had it, because the thing it's most similar to right up front in your face was Streprumaticus and Propioni. Well, all right, I had it, Eileen had it, uh, and as a matter of fact, so did Drew Berger. So we had this. Okay. It was also similar to T.B. Kent, which I didn't understand at the time the way I do now. T.B. Kent is an unbelievably pervasive and vicious type of T.B., uh, it's in the lung, to be sure. But where else is it? It affects the brain. It affects the sinuses, to be sure. Uh, in a way, the sinuses are just extensions of, of the respiratory tract, okay? Mm-hmm. But it's also in the in the stomach. And as such, it causes a great deal of regurgitation, a lot of belching, etc. Also, it's in the bladder, and to a great extent, it's in the colon. And this was just like a nightmare. Streptomaticus and Kent, and last but not least, Japanese equine encephalitis. Now, that encephalitis hit the way it always does. On one side of the head, it's unilateral, and it's in the encephalon, which we keep in the head. Um, And it affects the muscle, the muscle going from the back of the skull, the, the occiput, the point of the occiput, right there. And... Um, right on the back side of the head, going right down the front and attaching to the collarbone. 
and, and basically attaches right around there in two places. Um, the sternocleidomastoideus muscle, whatever, for those who care. But that muscle was painful and pulling, along with the lungs not the lungs not working, along with whatever else is in the head, along with the bladder, along with the colon. So there it is, strep, head, and encephalitis. Now, Stephen, you found that over the weekend, I think, and went on the trays, the main trays on Monday, right? This coming Monday? It went on the 22nd, but I think you found it before that. I think you found it over the weekend in yourself. I, I did find it over the weekend. That's okay. absolutely true. Okay. Anyway, that was gone. Did someone just say something? Yeah, I'm just saying, because I knew you were going to say it was probably gone in you, but um, since it just went on on Monday, could it still be, could some pe- people still be dealing with it, those that have it that have been on long enough oh, that they're addressing it? All these three are, are still potential okay. problems for people. Okay. But once, you see, as soon as I find something, I want it on. Uh-huh. Not for everyone. I'm not going to call Roberta all weekend and say, quick, go to the office. Sure. I mean, that's just, she's allowed to have a life. Uh, and so am I. But I need to know how long it will take. So, okay, if I find it in someone, I take that person's picture and put it on for that imbalance. Uh, on the tray on the tray system you have at your at your residence. On the mini aim program I have yeah. here. I can't put there it on we go. Thing, but I can put on the current thing. Mm-hmm. And see how it responds. Yep. And that's the value of it. That's its primary value. Mm-hmm. So yep. uh, that's what I did. And yes, it's gone. Um eighty nine sixty two. And right after that I found the next imbalance, which is 89.13. And lo and behold, it had the exact same frequency as 89.62, which is either an incredible coincidence or something's going on here. Stephen, and you, did you find 89.13 right after the same day, the same time you found 89.62? It just boom, boom? I can look in the book and tell you. Let me see. Well, pretty tell you right now, I found 8962 uh-huh. on the 19th. Okay, that was Friday. Friday. Uh-huh, and yep. I found 8913 on the 22nd. Oh, that was Monday, and then the third one was Tuesday. Okay, so that they it took a little while to surface. I was just yes, curious. But it was the same damn thing. Huh. So now, with 89.13, um, what did we have? Well, it was most similar to rickettsial pox. And I had the itching to substantiate that. It was also similar to strep rheumaticus and propione, which was a hallmark of 8962, if you recall. 
Yep. Mm-hmm. And lastly, it was similar to B&B. Well, B&B has always been a weird frequency for me because it's two diseases combined together, and I've never seen them apart. I don't get it. I don't understand, but I get that it is. It violates a lot of laws that I know, but what are you going to do? So there it is, Rickettsiopox, Streptomaticus probioni, and B&B, Bacillus cirrus and Babesia bovis, which is, of course, the low back and hip joint. And the, and the Rickettsiopox, Stephen, is that, what, just largely a skin thing? Rickettsiopox is almost entirely skin. Okay. Whenever you see that POX, it's almost entirely skin. It is always skin, as in anything else. With some diseases, it is, like smallpox. Mm-hmm. Okay? pox is almost entirely skin. But all these pox diseases are heat in the body. And that heat in the bloodstream comes out in the skin. Okay. The skin, the blood goes right to the skin and, you know, so it comes out, and it's usually a rash or itching, and it's inflammation. So there it was, and the itching was intense. Uh, I was hardly sleeping at all. And my low back, well, I walked with my nose pointed to the ground. So, okay, because my back spasm. Okay, well, there's A913. And then it was gone. And what's today's date, by the way, Judy? Yeah, Don and you. Today's date is the 25th. 25th. Well, on the 23rd, mm-hmm. which is Tuesday, I believe, right? Correct. Uh-huh. I found a third unknown imbalance. And it had the same frequency as the previous two. And it was Rickettsia. It was the same exact frequency. And what it was like, first of all, it was like T.B. Kent. And T.B. Kent we had found back in 8962. Correct. And it was hitting the same way. And when it hit me, uh, it was just started in my lung and then went up into my head where I had pressure and, uh, yeah, and pain. Then it went down into my uh, into my stomach, went into my bladder, went into my colon. And uh, that was E.B. Kent, which I had come to view with absolute loathing and fear by then. It was also similar to Borrelia anserina, which I had found in uh, 89.52. Yeah, which is not part of that three, but anyway. But it was recent. And that was all I found for 89.23. Um, you know, somebody picks up the phone and hangs up. And the sound, that interference is gone. So I don't know how it works. I've got to find someone who really knows phones. Anyway, 
continue this saga. So 8923 at TB Kent and Brianne Serena. Um, I found it on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. By Tuesday night, I had another. I just uh, took a step somewhere, and nothing. And suddenly, it hit, and it was there in my lungs and spreading all over. And it that was at about two in the morning, and I did not sleep again the rest of the night. I was just trying to minimize the pain. That's how I learned how to move it down from my lung into my colon. Uh, and, uh, that was that. And the brilliant arena, it was itching. It was still there even last night. But last night was a lot better. I slept to some extent. This morning, 89.23 left. My information was there's no fourth part. There's nothing else. I spent about 15, 20 minutes looking this morning. There is no other unknown imbalance I can find at this point in time. In in yourself, right? In me or in Eileen. I'll be doing more checking today, but I'm telling you what I know so far. Mm-hmm. Okay? And it's all okay. began not long ago. Um, I... There is nothing showing that's an imbalance. And is this the end? It's very possible. But it's always possible that it's not. It's very close. And it may be the end. I will mm-hmm. know. Um, and me- when I find something, and I lean deals with it, it goes automatically uh, to the AIM program. But it doesn't go on the trays. Roberta has to do that. But I'll give her a heads up. If anything's significant, she's in town. She's in Vegas this weekend. Mm -hmm. And if she has to, she'll just run over to the office. Which is only five minutes away from where she lives. Stephen, let me clarify something real quick, because uh, unless I wrote something down, I thought before you went into these three um, that you said that all three still could be potential problems for some people. Now, eighty-nine twenty-three uh, went on the trays on the twenty-third, but you say it's gone in you. The other two went on uh, over the weekend, but. Are those two? Are those the two that might still be present in some people because they didn't go on the trays until Monday? Well, as a matter of fact, eighty-nine um, sixty-two didn't go on the tray. I don't think until Monday. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. So all three of them are there, probably still present. Maybe in some people, it's you know eighty-nine. Uh, 62 is gone, and some it's not. It will be gone. They'll okay. all be gone without exception, I would say, if you can get rid of things. They'll all be gone before the end of the weekend. Okay. 
day being Thursday. And that in itself is significant enough. I can live with that. Live with it and the fact that nobody came running into the office the second I found something. That's acceptable. I would so if, if anybody had one of these, did they have all three? Several people had one. Many had two, and a number had all three. Okay. So there it is. Mm. Um, why, I don't know. I mean, you know, you're dealing with going back in antiquity. Time's a funny thing. The Earth is how many billions of years old? We don't know. I don't know. Some people profess to know. They don't remember, but they know. Um, but that's what time is at one level. But to quote somebody, it's all relative. For us, antiquity is your great-great-great-grandmother or grandfather. That's antiquity. Um, Fair enough? Fair enough. Yeah, I mean, you know, if, if you live to be 50 in transition, you died fairly young. If you live to be a hundred in transition, you died old, very old. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, to an archaeologist, he would look at you as if you were a moron. <laughs> oh, this is very, very old, a hundred years, hundred and fifty years. But you know, you see what I mean? Yeah, sure. Uh, it's you have to really. The more you know, the more you have to define what you're talking about because things have different meanings. Sure. Stephen, I have just one other question related to uh, something you said about uh, 8920, I think it was 8923. Uh, First, remind everybody, Stephen has a tendency to feel uh, some pretty heavy physical detox. Not everybody is going to feel the same thing that Stephen feels. Um, But I wanted to ask you, um, because I know we're going to get some questions, Stephen, because you said you made the comment twice that, that I believe you said through your breathing you were able to move your uh, pain that you were feeling and healing this frequency from your lungs down through to your colon. How did you do that? You're a great meditator. Is that is that what you're talking about? Well, that's very much part of it, yes. Okay. Uh, it's also interesting to note that in acupuncture, which is probably one of the most fundamental blocks, building blocks of what I've learned. Okay. The lung and large intestine are paired meridians. Lung is paired with the large intestine. The lung being yin, deep. The large intestine being yang, superficial. They are linked together energetically. They are linked together with acupuncture points. The meridians intersect. And uh, that's part of the linkage that occurs in the body. Okay. It's followed, you know, lung Followed by the stomach and the spleen. The spleen being deep, stomach being superficial. All the young meridians, all the young organs, rather, are hollow. All the yin organs are solid. So, yes, the lung is relatively a solid organ. And so is the spleen, where the large intestine is a hollow tube, and as is the stomach. Um, 
heart is a yin organ, obviously. And its paired organ is the small intestine, which is yang and hollow. Um, and, and, and so on. Mm-hmm. Okay, down to the kidney, which is yin, obviously, and bladder, which is yang. And gallbladder, which is yang, and liver, which is definitely yin. So, um, you followed that, that's fine. But if you didn't, I don't know so, what you're So, so back, back to what you did. You said it was more than meditation. Back to what I did, yeah. I just found a way to focus on the center of the pain and move it internally down. Oh, okay. Via my consciousness. Okay. It's consciousness that creates all of life. It Well, does it create it? I don't know. It shapes it. It shapes it into one thing or another. You can control your life you do control your life with your consciousness. When you learn how to use your consciousness, you can make your life a far more positive, meaningful experience. Mm-hmm. Um, it still is created by consciousness, and you just sit there not knowing. What did you want to read from the book, by the way? Well, at this late hour, I'm going to wait and do it next week. <laughs> but it it, had, it was something pre excuse me had something to do pre aim and it 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 got into your woodpecker example if you want to to give you a hint but we're out of time here today so I was going to save it for next week. All right, well the woodpecker will wait, <laughs> and so will I, and so will everyone else. So I think it, uh, the time is passing. Everybody have a great weekend. And I wish for you and for me and all of us, by the end of the weekend, we have done it. No point in describing what it is. Everyone at this point should know. We have removed every hereditary imbalance. So take care, Judy. I'll talk to you next week. All right, sir. Thank you so much. Everybody, thanks for being with us. Have a great Thursday and a great weekend. We will see you here next week. Take good care now.